You Betcha She Did is sponsored by John Erline Photo. Ladies, it's time to put your best face forward. Your headshot should reflect the confidence and professionalism that you bring to the table. I understand that having your photo taken can be a little nerve-wracking, maybe even a little uncomfortable. That's why John Erline Photo is here to coach you every step of the way. With a gentle and supportive approach, John's expertise as an expression coach will guide you to a headshot that truly captures your unique personality and professionalism. Over 100 five-star reviews can attest to the fact that John Erline Photo has helped hundreds of people feel comfortable and confident in front of his camera. Myself included, I love the headshots I got from John. Everyone deserves to have a headshot that they love, and John is here to make that happen. Book your appointment now at www.johnerlinephoto, that's J-O-N-E-R-L-I-E-N photo.com. Your image is worth investing in. Did she really do that? You betcha she did. Welcome back to You Betcha She Did, the podcast where female entrepreneurs and women who have paved the way share their wit and wisdom. Today, my guest is Cheryl Rosa, who, although not originally from Wisconsin, has a love of Wisconsin, especially the Northwoods. And she and her partner, Ryan, recently quit the hustle and bustle of big city life to come back to Wisconsin and start their own coffee roasting business in Whitewater, Wisconsin. I can't wait to hear about it as a fellow coffee lover. I don't think I'd survive day to day without coffee. Um, so Cheryl, welcome to the show. Awesome. Thanks for having me. It's my first ever podcast, so I'm Whoa. excited to Yay. do it. <laughs> well, I'm really glad that you betcha she did could be your first podcast experience. So let's, yeah, let's dive in. Um, your coffee company is called Nordskov. Skov? Am I saying that right? Nordskov? Nordskov. Yep. It's a, it's a Danish word that means Northwoods. Northwoods. And tell us a little bit about it. Like, how did the idea come up of starting your own coffee roasting company? Oh, my gosh. Well, um, let's go back a little bit. Sure. Yeah, I, I will say my journey from for coffee and Ryan's journey are probably very different. Um, and I apologize. You're going to hear our dog. He wants in on the, the podcast, I guess. He has something to life. say. Yeah, yep. real life. He's got something to say. Um, so Ryan has had a love of coffee his entire life. It'd be the last thing on earth he'd ever give up. I feel a little bit differently about coffee. I could probably give it up. I don't need it all the time, but I've really come to appreciate it. So we've always had an appreciation for coffee. Um, we've lived in Chicago for 20 plus years. So we've been coffee drinkers and really we've had uh, lots of really good coffee in Chicago. We bought a cabin in Wisconsin about six years ago. And like a lot of people during the pandemic, made a shift um, in our life. And like you said, we left the hustle and bustle and moved to our little cabin in Wisconsin. And we were ready and kind of knew we wanted to make a shift in our careers we didn't quite know when, and we'd always kind of dreamt about it and talked about it, having a def- different chapter, you know, post, post-corporate life. And I think like a lot of people had a time to think about it, dream about it, talk about it, and work on hobbies um, during the pandemic. And Ryan started roasting coffee 
you can do this on an air popper, a popcorn machine, like an Orville Redenbacher air popper machine. So we were just kind of doing it for fun um, because we had a lot of time on our hands and he got pretty good at it. Um, So we upgraded to a little tabletop roaster and then started sharing it with friends and family and our friends who were kind of coffee aficionados were like, this is actually pretty good. And we decided, you know what, maybe now's the time. Maybe it's, this is meant to be. And we were kind of at, at this um, juncture in our corporate lives where we were taking a pause um, from work and accelerated our plans to start a business. And I think we'd always kind of had that in our DNA. Both of us are from small towns and Ryan's family had some entrepreneurialism in it. My dad, my grandparents, my aunt and uncle all own small businesses. So sort of in our blood, but we didn't know when we when or if we were going to do it. And the pandemic gave us the time um, and the opportunity to work on it. And we opened our doors officially just about a year ago. Yeah, I love that. That, you know, through the pandemic, you found a positive way to turn exactly. it into an opportunity. Yeah. And you, like you said, you just celebrated your one year anniversary. So as a pretty fresh business, what have been some of the learning lessons? Because people are starting businesses every day and it's it's not easy, but we can all learn from other people about how to make the process easier. Yeah. What a year. I mean, we've learned so, so, so much. Um, before we even opened the doors, I think the biggest um, learning for us and just the most challenging thing to navigate was kind of how to do it to to make food because it is a coffee at the time anyway in Wisconsin is considered a food and we wanted to sell it at farmers markets and kind of navigating that licensing process is a bit tricky. And you had have to roast coffee and we also make coffee syrups, um, which I can talk about too, but we make syrups and coffee and we needed to do it in a commercial kitchen, which um, means that it can be licensed by the state and has to, there are all kinds of requirements for a commercial kitchen, which we had to find out about. And then we had to find one. And then we had to, then we had to actually find out what licenses we needed. We had to have it inspected. So there was a lot of hard work before we even opened the doors. And we've also, because of that, um, feel really strongly about helping others do it because it really, we're smart. We've been working for a lot of of years um, and it didn't come easy. So we've also now dedicated ourselves to sort of documenting that process and helping people along their journey because it's not really easy. So that was really challenging just to kind of get, be able to produce the product that we wanted to produce Um, took several months Um, and finding a, I think there's a big opportunity to use shared spaces like we are. Yes, I was going to ask you. Been a big learning. How do you find a commercial kitchen or do you share with someone? You know, I don't don't see signs out like, hey, commercial kitchen for use. No, I mean, they're becoming a little bit more popular because during the pandemic, a lot of what you might have heard of ghost kitchens opened up for restaurants to do a lot of their delivery during the pandemic, but they're hard to find. In fact, when we were first looking, we were either going to have to drive to Madison, which is probably 45-ish minutes from us, or Watertown, which is about an hour. And it almost was a, a full roadblock for us because that's really just kind of hard to run a business when it's and when you're having to produce your product almost an hour away. So we just started talking in town and asking people. A lot of restaurants will rent out their restaurant or rent out their kitchens if they're not using them. Like certain days of the week, they might be closed. Some nonprofits have commercial kitchens. Um, we got lucky because we're in a town with the University of uh, Wisconsin Extension Campus. So UW-Whitewater is here. 
And in just some networking, someone mentioned, you know, there's a new building that opened called a community engagement center. I think they might have a kitchen. So we awesome. met the, yeah, we met the director of the space. It's a, it was a brand new building that opened right at the beginning of COVID and happened to have a catering commercial kitchen, which is all we needed to get started. So it wasn't, it had never been licensed or inspected. In fact, never even used. We literally took the plastic kind of off the, the appliances. <laughs> yeah. And we figured it out. So we are the, we're the first business to get licensed. The business gets licensed, not the actual facility. So our business got licensed. We went through the inspection process. And since then, a couple of other businesses now we've helped, um, find them and help them use the, you know, identify the space and use the space. So there are about three of us now using the commercial kitchen here in town and we're trying to find others. It's just such a, you know, you can, you can use the space with, without spending a lot of money. And we just didn't want to make a huge investment in building a kitchen just for us, um, maybe someday down the road. But for us, this was the perfect solution to help us kind of get the business off the ground in an affordable way. And I would encourage businesses to think um, that was a big learning for us. You know, if you'd asked us two years ago, I think we would have said we were going to open a coffee shop. That just felt like the thing to do. But as we thought more about that, and then obviously the financial investment, the time investment, the human investment, just of there's not a lot of workforce right now in our area. So it would have been a huge investment for us. So we thought, you know, let's think about this a little bit differently. Is there a way that we can use a shared space? Go capital light, if you will, so that we don't have to invest all that up front. Maybe down the line, that's something that we'll do. Um, but I'm actually really glad we didn't. And this was a way for us to sort of test, sort of crawl, walk, run, if you will, um, in our approach to starting the business. And now a quick word from our sponsor. With summer right around the corner, this is a great time of year to get some healthy habits in place. One habit that keeps me grounded is my weekly yoga practice at Elevate Yoga Studios located in downtown Sheboygan, Wisconsin. With a wide variety of classes, there is something to suit everybody's schedules and styles. Elevate will be celebrating two years of keeping Sheboyganites centered and strong this May. Woohoo! And to celebrate, they have some exciting specials for their unlimited members. Get an unlimited membership before May 1st to participate. They also have some wonderful workshops coming up, plus a hot deal on their 20 class pass. This is a personal favorite of mine that will only be good for the summer months. Learn more at their website at www.elevateyogallc.com. I like that. That's a creative solution and a good one for people to kind of tuck in their pocket because, you know, it's especially in today's economy, shared spaces are really common where they weren't, you know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, but people are very willing to share. And it's a great way to, like you said, kind of get your foot in the door, test your business out, and then see if you want to expand down the road or or not. Yeah. And I think we might've done it. We might've built a kitchen that wasn't exactly what we needed. And then we would have had the sunk cost that now we can sort of you know, like you said, experiment and we're making different things than we thought we were going to make. So, you know, the business changes obviously a lot, especially in year one. And we're really glad that we approached it from a, that standpoint and and, um, able to share a space, at least for the short term. Let's pivot a little bit to talk about the coffee itself that you guys roast. Now you make a Nordic style coffee. Can you explain what that is and how amazing that is? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, we think it's pretty amazing. It's an approach to roasting. So 
It started uh, probably 20, 30 years ago in the Nordic countries. And if you fun fact, those are the countries that drink the most coffee per capita. It kind of makes sense. It's dark a lot of the year. It's cold a lot of the year. Um, so they drink a lot of coffee and the roasters there started um, roasting a little bit differently than the rest of the world. And they really approach it a little bit more like wine. So it's a, an approach to bring out the best of the beans. So coffee beans are grown all over the world, uh, right around the equator. Probably, you know, if you drink coffee, you've heard Kenya and Colombia and Brazil, all those countries. But obviously, they're very different based on the altitude and the land and the weather, just like wine um, and grapes. So the approach to roasting is, you know, to bring out those natural flavors that are in the beans and not over roast. Because if you over roast, it just kind of tastes like the roast, which is fine. Um, but our approach is to bring out those natural flavors in the beans. So that's the Nordic approach to roasting, which is fairly unique. Is there a favorite way that you guys like to make coffee? I don't know, versus like a pour over versus, I don't know, I, other methods? I'd say Ryan's favorite is probably the, well, he loves espresso, but you have to have a really amazing espresso machine. Um, he loves to do pour overs and we do a pour over almost every morning. We actually don't own a drip coffee machine at home. Um, we have one in the kitchen, but we don't have one at home. My favorite way is probably French Express or French Express, French Press. <laughs> it's the most forgiving. I feel like I, I consistently make a really good cup of coffee with the French Press. But we drink it. We drink it all sorts of ways. And we are testing every newfangled um, brewing equipment that exists out there. Um, the AeroPress is another popular way. Um, it's oh, I don't a, even know what that is. What oh, is my that? God. Look it up. Um, it's um, It was created by an inventor. And I, he created the Aero Frisbee, I want to say is what it's called. Anyway. <laughs> From Frisbees to coffee. <laughs> yeah. It's, he's clearly like a tinker, innovator, yeah. um, idea person. And we use it for travel so that we can make really good coffee when we're traveling. So check it out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Definitely going to look that one up. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. So right now, uh, Nordskov uh, Roasted Coffee, you can pick it up in Whitewater at a couple locations and farmer's markets. Do you guys have any plans to extend from there or ship at any point? Not yet. And that's been really intentional. So I'm glad you asked about that. Um, for we, You know, we were in year one of the business and we we took a really fiercely loyal approach to our community. We really wanted to see if we had an idea that worked here first before we expanded. I mean, if no one liked it here, why would we expect people in, I don't know, Iowa to like it? So we've been really focused um, on, on being here. And frankly, shipping, is that's a whole beast in its own that would take a lot of time. And frankly, we were worried it was going to take time away from us producing really great quality coffee. And I think I'm really glad we made that decision because we underestimated how much time as a roaster we would need to spend looking for coffee, like tasting coffees, looking for coffees. And we work with we work with an importer, but that does take a lot, a lot of time. We taste new coffees, I mean, almost every day, probably 50, 50 to 100 a month. So oh, wow. that takes a lot of time. And, you know, I don't want to be at the post office all the time shipping products. So we're that for now, um, I think that's been that's worked really well for us. And I think scarcity is kind of a good thing too. Um, people have to find it and that that's kind of fun. I think people like the experience of that too. So maybe, maybe someday, but we're not quite ready. Yeah, I know you're saying though too, you have to kind of, I don't know, do like an audit of all your time in the business and figure out like 
where does it align with your values and what you want to do down the road? And uh, shipping is a big endeavor. And and then also it now, if you just keep it in the whitewater area, it's something really unique and special that people can get just there and they, yeah. they get excited about. It's like a flavor of the region. And we want to, we love our part of the state, the Southeast. It's beautiful here. There are amazing trails and lakes and things we love and why we bought a cabin here. And we want people to come see that too. So Hopefully that brings people to us and our amazing little corner of the state. Yeah, um, I was looking on your website and one thing that just made me laugh, giggle in a really good way. Uh, and it kind of speaks to your serve that local community uh, mindset. And it said that in the summer, you guys deliver coffee mm-hmm. by canoe on we Whitewater do. Lake. I was like, that is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. Not drinks, but beans. Yeah, we so we live right out that window is Whitewater Lake. And we thought, gosh, that'd be kind of a fun thing to do in the summer. So yeah, last summer, we deliver coffee. Um, the only requirements are you have to have your address on the dock, because it's really hard to find houses from the lakeside. And I think people really got into it on the lake. Again, it's those stories that pe- and experiences that people want today, I think, and we want to pe- we wanted to be part of that. So yeah. Yep, we do. And we're uh, about to get the canoe back out because <laughs> the ice is off the lake. So we're about Thanks, ready. There we go. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Before the interview started, we were talking about the importance of investing in your local community. And that's something that you and Ryan have really taken to heart. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. Part of why we wanted to start a small business too was we were spending time in this small town during the pandemic. And it was pretty obvious that, like we were talking about earlier, small businesses really make up the soul of a community. And that was so, so obvious during the pandemic, right? And we were supporting all the small businesses here in Whitewater. And we just, we wanted to get more active in that community. So partly why we started the business. And now that we've started it, we're really trying to get more active in our community. And we we also spend quite a bit of time in Janesville with um, the farmer's market there. So uh, yeah, we've kind of built our little tribe and I would encourage a lot of other small businesses to do this too, of like-minded small businesses in the community that really want to make a difference. So we're starting to build that. Um, we're getting, you know, engaged civically. We work with our chamber of commerce, discover whitewater, which is our tourism group. We really want to make this a special place. Um, I was sharing sort of a story earlier with you about, you know, we just got a quick trip here in Whitewater, which is awesome. And everyone's pumped. We're super excited. But when you talk about your town, you really don't talk about the quick trip or, I don't know, the other gas stations in town or the grocery store. It's probably something that's really unique about your town, the coffee shop or a restaurant, or we have the Ice Age Trail here. Um, those are the things that make up the heart and soul of your community. And, and that's, we want to be part of that. You might, might notice we've got like 20 ish years of marketing experience too. So we feel like we have an opportunity to bring that, you know, to our community and help, help make Whitewater even more special than we think it already is. It's always good to give back and, and put your footprint there. And like you said, make it a place that people are proud to call home. So it sounds like you guys are probably, you know, now that, the spring thaw is slowly happening in Wisconsin. You guys are gearing up for the farmers markets. Is there a time of year that's busier for you or is it pretty even throughout? Um, 
in, we've got only got one year under our belt, but I would say we have a huge summer. Well, May to October outdoor, we call it our outdoor season. We really are an outdoor brand. We don't have a brick and mortar. So our tent, <laughs> our farmer's market tent really is our store. Um, so yeah, we're gearing, like you said, we're gearing up for a big season. I think we, you know, we want to change that. The big thing we learned in year one was, it was a year for us to introduce ourselves and get people to try, obviously to try our coffee. Um, but almost half of our business was drinks, which makes sense. Um, in year one, we really want to shift a little bit more this year into also selling more of our beans to people to make that co- amazing coffee at home. And our big focus this year is helping people get comfortable doing that. And it's not that hard, but I think a lot of people are intimidated by making a really good cup of coffee at home. They come, they come and they have it at our booth and they love it. But then it's, you know, we are specialty coffee roasters, so it's not cheap and they want to go home and make that same cup of coffee. So we're really focused on tips, um, giving recommendations on the right equipment to have, because there's some really just simple things that you can do at home to make a better cup of coffee. So we're going to focus a little bit more on that this year so that we can even out our business to your point um, and, and have people making um, coffee, you know, all week long, not just coming to the farmer's market on Saturdays and having coffee with us, even though we love that. That's amazing. And we love having that interaction. I think that's kind of a unique piece of the business that we love we're selling on Saturday mornings when people are in a good mood, they're somewhere they want to be, they have time, they want to interact, they're there for experiences, they want to, you know, have a conversation and ask questions. And that's been probably our favorite part of the business um, is really getting to connect with consumers and customers and help them. We've seen people go from only buying coffee at coffee shops to now doing pour overs at home and just, you know, in a few months. So that's yeah. been fun to help, pe- help people on their coffee journey. <laughs> I'm a nerd at heart. So I love classes. Like if you, you know, I don't know if you guys thought about it, but I was like, offer some classes. People can get hands We're on actually, learning. We did a little trial run. Um, we have a partnership here in town with, uh, the owners, like I said, we're building our tribe with other small business owners, and we have a partnership with the owners of the Sweet Spot Cafe. And if you've been to Whitewater, that's like one of our premier um, little businesses in town. And we opened up a little maker space in their cafe called Little Local. And we give shelf space to other makers who don't own stores and don't have brick and mortar yet. So trying to help other businesses get their businesses started. And we're one of those brands. Nordskov is a brand on that shelf um, as part of this. And we did a little training with all their baristas so that they could, you know, talk about our product and even just a deeper knowledge of coffee, right? That since they're baristas and it went over pretty well. Um, we're doing another little trial run in April. And then we just want to get a couple practice runs under our belt. And then I think we're going to do a little bit more of that. I think that's a good evolution to my point earlier on how do we help people get more comfortable doing this at home? Mm-hmm. And people have tons of questions um, about yeah, they just Exactly. They just need a trusted expert to help exactly. them along that journey. Yeah. We're their Sherpa, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. That's what everybody needs. Yes. Our coffee Sherpa. <laughs> cool. Uh, was there anything else you'd like our listeners to know before we go? No, I would just say go out though and support your local businesses. We're just such big advocates for that. Those are the, you know, the people in your community, like we said, that make your community what it is. So shop local. Yeah, always, always support those small businesses. Yep. 
As always, if you'd like to know more about Cheryl Rosa and Nordskov Coffee, uh, please check the show notes. I'll have links to their business and their social media sites. As always, thank you for listening to You Betcha She Did. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe, share us with a friend, and leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. Until next time. Mm-hmm.